so much for joining me tonight on another episode. I'm grateful for your support and thank you guys so much for the continued shares. If you know somebody that might need those, it's a great deed. Thank you so much for sharing them. Also, I wanted to let you know that if you need to send me any topic, any form of inspiration, please do. I love these. They really push me to and challenge me to do more in different areas. So you can email me at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8-8 at gmail.com. And if you look somewhere in one of the episodes, I usually have them typed down in the description of the episode. All right, let's get started. And it's about time that we do an episode on fear of abandonment. It is often said clinically that fear of abandonment is associated with many disorders, many personality disorders specifically, dependent personality disorders, especially borderline personality disorder. Uh, and if I were to approach it from the clinical sense, I don't, I think it would be not as useful for us because it would just tell you somehow that something has to be wrong with you to have those things. But in reality, speaking to the majority of the population that I speak to, we all have a little bit of fear of abandonment and you will know the level that you have it based on your self-assessment today in this topic, in this area. And I want to give you the tools to do that because we all have it in different levels, like I said, and it is something that we cannot escape. The reason why we have it in humanity is because we tend to naturally emotionally attach to people, um, situations, even items. And when they give us pleasure, we have a hard time letting them go. So naturally, we want to hold on to them which again could spark up the fear of abandonment, but that's not how it really starts. It starts, believe it or not, (laughs) during childhood. This should not come as as a surprise to you, but it is important to remember that we're born into the family that we're born into and whatever and however they were raised like, the traditions may be passed down, especially if they've never really done introspective work on themselves. And so... The fear of abandonment comes as early as your ability to attach with a parent or caregiver. And this will look different depending on the family and the person. And it's about how the child and the parent relate to one another. Is the parent emotionally available? Do they place conditions on their love towards this child? Does this child have to perform for love? It doesn't necessarily have to be traumatic experience to get this child to feel insecure about the attachment toward them and their 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 parent uh, it could be uh, as heavy and as triggering as a loss like death of a, of a parent or it could be an everyday thing where the parent is just not emotionally available and the child uh, believes that they have to perform more or do more in order to, to, for, for them to be loved if they ever were given that attention. So it makes sense that a child who wants security, wants stability, consistency, if they don't find access to that love or that affection when they do need it, uh, does the parent 
act like it's a big inconvenience when the child wants them to, wants them to sit down with them next to them before they go to bed, or are they in a hurry to to rush and get out and do their thing? Uh, the child may feel rejected if, let's say, uh, they don't get good grades. The, the parent at this point might uh, reject the child's love, or even not be accommodating or available to the child when the child doesn't perform to their standards. So in a lot of ways, the child's priority is shifted at this point uh, to prioritize pleasing their parents as a way to achieve or get their emotional needs met. So this child is performing on and on. Uh, and, and that's when you're going to see the attachment at this point between the child and the adult is not very secure. It has conditions. It has a lot of heaviness. It's not as accessible to the child or available through thick and thin. So the child will start becoming uh, distrusting at this point. They don't know they're doing this, but it forms a little bit at a time because if the primary caregiver isn't as available, unfortunately, the child might interpret this by saying, I'm not worthy of their time, so I might not be good enough. They're blaming themselves for their parents' detachment or inability to bond with them. Okay. Uh, so understanding how this all starts is pretty important because we're talking about an attachment style that later on develops. Now, this child uh, grows into adulthood and attachment issues will start popping up when they start having romantic relationships. And the reason why they show up mostly in romantic relationships is because they're the most intense. They uh, remind them of the nurture and the affection that they have wanted for so long. This person chose them or is choosing them. And so this is how they get the measure of their self-worth eventually, or they learn how to do that habitually. And doesn't mean that they don't do the same thing with friends. They can definitely show this fear of abandonment from friends as well. Uh, and you'll see that because that person will expect a lot of things from friendships and it just becomes too burdensome for the person that's, um, is a, that, that is a friend with them. Uh, they ask for a lot and they take everything personally and you might get offended quickly is another way to say that. Okay. So. Now we've identified this fear of abandonment and how it starts. Now it is important to note that the fear of abandonment is all about perceiving that someone is, is going to leave me, uh, that they don't think I'm worthwhile. And so it goes against our nature and what we see around us because people are not meant to be permanently with us. And this might even lead in so many ways to choose people based on the fear of being alone. As a matter of fact, another way to say fear of abandonment is to say fear of loneliness. They will uh, choose people or attach themselves quickly to people in order for, for them to fill in that space. Uh, so they don't really have too many requirements. They just have a few and the majority of it to be uh, that person actually being there and how fast this other person is willing to attach to them. Because if you think about it, 
a person with a fear of abandonment doesn't really sit there and work on relationships for long term. Doesn't really work on them knowing that I need to get to know this person. I need to develop a relationship. We don't have to call each other every day. Maybe it starts off very slow and then it moves towards a good foundation or a solid foundation. A person with a fear of abandonment really tends to do this pretty quickly because they cannot stand the self-talk that they'll have if the person doesn't cling to them or attach to them quickly. So that's also to mention what kind of person really tends to be with a, a person that's afraid of rejection. It's also a person that's quickly wanting their self-esteem to be met as well by having somebody attached to them quickly and be completely available to them. Uh, so it works both ways. In each partner, there's something going on there. But we're talking about the person with the fear of abandonment at this point. Okay. So there's a few things that I want you guys to identify the fear of abandonment if you have it within you. And like I said, we all have it in different levels and how it plays out in our life is going to differ from one person to another. But I promise you it is there. If you just kind of look at it and practice self-honesty, I know you'll know it's there. And we can all use this upgrade by working on this because it does limit us in so many ways. It, it limits us from finding a great partnership, a more authentic one. It limits us from being seen by other people in a more authentic way as well and more honest way. It also does not let us live out our life uh, in peace because I, I'm constantly in tor turmoil that people are going to leave me. Like this is an obsession I think about all the time. And so uh, being with a person is not about freedom at this point. It's about possession is the best way to think of that. So now I made up a list for you guys to be able to recognize some of the traits that might play out in your life or in, in the ways that it plays out in your life, whether it's through thoughts or actions, I've identified those traits. So this way you can point them out in yourself, or even if you don't think you have them, let's say you have a partner that you're kind of not sure about whether they have that fear or not. Maybe this will help clarify for you some of the behaviors that might be associated with that. And no matter what, even if it's not you, that's afraid of abandonment. If you are with a partner that has those traits, it also means something about you that is worthy of looking at too. The first thing I want you to notice about people that are afraid of abandonment, usually they always anticipate people leaving them to the point of uh, exhaustion, I think, for the other person because they're always accusing in some way that this person is going to leave them. They're always accusing their partner that they're not, that they might be cheating on them. It's always running in their mind. And it causes, of course, extreme behaviors as an outcome when you're thinking about that stuff all day long. They basically, their interpretation every time something doesn't go as expected in their relationship, it's all about the person's going to leave them. They have this idea that they're not enough somehow, right? And of course, it comes from that old wound from childhood that if I wasn't enough for my parents to pay attention to me and love me, I have that in my mind that I always have to work hard and that people do leave me, Um I hope that makes sense. Okay. The second thing I want you to notice about whether you do it or whether a person that you know may exhibit those traits is that they usually ask consistently for reassurance. Now, this person is um, very insecure in their attachment. So they're always wondering if the person, like I said, is going to leave them. So often they ask for reassurance. They do it in some interesting ways. They'll even start fights and stuff just to... Um, 
say that, you know, you don't love me, you know, they'll accuse their partner again of, uh, things or thoughts that they didn't have because that person who's afraid of abandonment usually has a scenario going on in their mind that the other person doesn't know anything about and they will respond to it impulsively without even thinking, okay, uh, this is not what this person is saying. Uh, this is not what this person is doing. So they have a hard time separating between what is their imagination versus what is reality. They think it's the same thing. And so the interpretations come out distorted and they will act on it. They'll become reactive on it. Okay. Number three, they usually become possessive, jealous, clingy. You'll see those traits very common with people that are afraid of abandonment because all of them lead to this constant need for reassurance from the partner to constantly get their attention. They're, they're looking through phones. They're, uh, acting in a very possessive way that, you know, ownership. This person will tend to time you from when you go from work all the way to home. Why did it take so long? Uh, they'll tend to judge you on a really bad day. Let's say you're having a bad day. That person will tend to read too much into it and make it about them. Like, oh, you're not having a good time or you might be stressed at work, but they'll make it about, well, you don't love me. So it's always about them. Uh, the fear of abandonment is such a strong, powerful uh, feeling on the inside. It feels anxious. And that's how they attach. They attach anxiously. It, this, this is not about freedom, ease within that attachment, security within that attachment. It's about possessiveness, making sure that there's control there and I can control you being there. It's a false idea, of course, because we can't really control what a person is going to do, but the person with the fear of abandonment will tend to, to not really, um, uh, get that idea yet that you really can't control a person in their mind. They, they think that they can't control you because you, uh, of how much is I can do for you. You probably, you will need me. You will need me is the best way to say that. <laughs> I hope it makes sense so far. Okay. The next thing that I need you to notice about a person who has a fear of abandonment is that they can become very vengeful when they don't get what they want. They tend to, uh, give you the silent treatment. They'll start fights with you. Again, going back to accusatory stuff. It also kind of sounds the same, right? Very toxic, very toxic. This is, man, it's, um, it's pretty common. It's pretty common. And it can be done in a passive aggressive way where the person detaches. They, they take away their love or their attention because you're not giving them, but you'll know this is way off because it's done reactively and impulsively. They have a story again going on in their head. And if I'm speaking to you, then you have a story going on in your head that has nothing to do with what the other person is, uh, doing or what their intentions are, and you are making up their intentions. You are making their, uh, narrative for them. And it's not fair. <laughs> it's the best way to say that. Okay. The next thing I need you to notice about a person who has a fear of abandonment. And again, I'm, I'm telling you, this could be you too. A very, it could be a very subtle thing. It doesn't have to be large and in charge. It also determines whether we choose partners that resemble that parent that we had, that detached parent. A lot of the times you'll see a person who has a fear of abandonment, who's gone through childhood uh, issues with attachment, will tend to pick up a person that they feel familiar with. And the familiar 
uh, feeling is that that of I'm being ignored or I'm only noticed some, but I'm not noticed all the time. And so I'm not, this kind of person is not used to attention that's pretty healthy. It's used to either extreme attention or complete disregard and, 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 uh, and dismissiveness or detachment. So it goes from extreme here. It's not, they're not uh, going to be with somebody who's a little bit at a time and they work a little bit at a time. No, uh, a person with a, um, fear of abandonment is pretty strong, tends to pick partners that are kind of emotionally unavailable, might be emotionally detached, just to mimic what happened to them during childhood. They feel comfortable with it. It's familiar. They know how to uh, maneuver in that world, how to work for love. Love becomes work for them. They like to work for it. And if they're not working for it, they don't know how to receive love with ease and with equality. It's like they always have to put put in more. <laughs> Okay, but but not for the good, not for a good motive. It's again for for the the motive of control. All right. Now the final thing I've uh, wanted to add f- in what you'll see with a person with a fear of abandonment, whether it's you or another person, is that they tend to go to another extreme. You know how I told you they can tend to be clingy. They tend to be possessive. They'll also respond by attaching in an avoidant way. What I mean by that is that they might keep people at a distance. Uh, they might give them very little because they're going to beat you to the punch. Uh, they're not willing to be vulnerable with you because they don't want to get the, their feelings hurt because they don't perceive vulnerability as a sign of strength. They believe it as a sign of weakness. And the person with the fear of abandonment might get into really quick relationships they might uh, perceive them as a means to an end, but they will not really uh, try to build in that relationship. They'll run out when things get too heavy. They'll start creating fights and, and all that just to uh, gaslight and, and run away from a relationship. So it can go either way. Well, it gets really clingy and attached or the other side, which is, you know, completely lacks the vulnerability in a relationship. They don't want to build anything. They want to push you away before they get, uh, get pushed away or rejected by you. So they're going to reject you first. So it's, it's a competitive idea with them. It's always on, on alertness, on a high level of, um, distrust and suspiciousness of their partner. I guess that's the best way to say that. So now we've looked at some of the traits that you can see in a person that has fear of abandonment, whether you have them in small little doses or big doses, it's just good for you to know on this journey that they're there and that when we confront our past, when we confront how this stuff started for us, whether it's my parents were not as available, I really had to work for love, maybe admitting that um, I blamed myself a lot for my parents' feelings and I just didn't know how to do it any other way. This is the way I knew how to do it. And it, I, very little experience as a child will make you take responsibility for what is not yours. So it takes really respecting where you came from, understanding how it impacts you today in the way you attach in relationships, whether you have difficulty being vulnerable or you quickly become overly vulnerable, give everything away all the beginning. 
those traits are telling you something about your the, your ability to attach and also your fear of being rejected or being abandoned. And if you are constantly fearing that as a priority in every relationship that you go to, you, it's going to make you do some wild stuff like we just discussed. It just makes you go to extremes. It's hard to build on that. And I might meet my emotional needs for just a few minutes, but the long term is not, is not there because without this other person, I don't feel good. I don't feel good without people being here. I don't feel good by myself. I have no good positive self-talk. I'm not kind to myself. I'm not compassionate to myself. I only like myself when people are around. And I've only determined my value based on that for so long. So I have to heal this idea. Learning to be alone, learning to respect your journey of self-love, needs to become a priority. And we're not trying to quickly change that fear of abandonment. I want to stop feeling the fear. I'm telling you, I need you to expect that you're going to feel the fear of abandonment and it's going to make you anxious and want to act in controlling ways, in jealous way, possessive ways. It might even act in a way where it starts to push the other person away with the way you blame them or the way you need reassurance or the way you might accuse them constantly so you can get reassurance that that person is not cheating on you. However you're doing it, we don't want to change the feeling of the fear of abandonment. It took years in the making. I know I'm going to feel it as a form of habit because it is familiar to me. I've already have had neural pathways established in that area and I usually respond this way, but now becoming self-aware that I'm actually thinking these thoughts. I'm getting anxious. The fear is creeping up, is creeping up on me. And I'm starting to notice when the fear creeps up on me. That's the power you have over it. Where before it would have just been happening. You would have just responded on it. It would have been effortless. Now I want you to start really noticing it's there. And when you know it's there, then it becomes a choice how you respond to it. And I say this often, right? It becomes a choice when you're aware of it, but when you're not aware of it and you continue to justify it, make excuses for it, like it's blaming other people for how I feel and why I need to be suspicious of them. They're not to be trusted, blah, blah, blah. All this is just telling me you've got baggage. So we need to work on that baggage. It is your responsibility. It's my responsibility to work on my baggage. And because we don't want to impose it on other people because it hurts them. And when they're hurt, believe me, when I tell you, when I hurt people, I'm hurting myself too. That's how it feels. This needs to be healed. It takes time. You need to be patient with yourself as you are becoming aware of this pattern within you, this thought pattern, this behavioral pattern. You need to be very patient and compassionate with you because you are learning something new. Understand that this took years in the making. We've been feeding it for so long. I'm not expecting for it to shut off completely because I've decided it. No, I'm going to become aware of the feelings that I have, the thoughts that I have, but my response today will be different. So instead of me accusing my partner real quick or coming up with a story, I'm going to change my narrative on the inside. I'm going to understand now where this all came from, why I I have been carrying this burden or this wound around and this pattern for so long and how I'm responsible to changing it today. And I change it firstly by not responding on it. I'm not going to accuse people anymore. I'm not going to try to be possessive or controlling of them. I'm going to always check my motive why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to take responsibility for it. That's how we're going to change what took years in the making. And when we live that journey, 
We are ensuring that we are not hurting people the way we've been hurt, which is the most compassionate thing to do. Whether it's to my own children, uh, whether it's to my partner, I want to change a pattern. And that's how you change a pattern. And generationally so. So when you do your work on yourself and you heal those old wounds, you are becoming a much more available parent. You are understanding your past, changing the story, finally, that can be told about you and about love because you become a demonstration of that to whoever you are in contact with, whether it's your child or whether it's your partner, or your friends, they will know love through you. And that will change, I promise, generationally. But if we continue with this wound and scar and we never heal it, this will also be given to the next child and the child after that because that's how most parents parent. They parent the way they were parented. I know we can all do better. Not perfect, but better than what we had. I'm pretty sure we can do that. Understanding that healing this fear of abandonment is not about stopping the feeling. It's about being responsible for it when it does happen. When you do feel it, I'm now responsible for it. I know where it came from. I'm not going to impose it on another human being. I'm not going to do that. And that's how healing starts. It starts with our response. So understand it's the moment right now where you start. It's not about, I got to get myself right before I start making the right decisions. No, 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 no. When you become self-aware, when you're aware of your dark side, the things that we have to work on, when you're aware of those things that cause you problems and uh, feed limitations in your life, then what's going to happen is that you have power over them because you know them and they cannot hide from you. Take your time. Think about what beliefs do you have about attachments if you have a fear of abandonment, even if it's in the smallest way, if you know that you do, work on it, take responsibility for it, heal this generational wound, then the next generation looks better than this one. And we've done something. We've left a mark in some way. How beautiful. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and cheers to you for becoming the best parent you've ever had. This has been an episode of Drive Through.